N-Y-Y-S-T This is New York Yankee Sports Talk Swinging for the fences Knock it out the park This is New York Yankee Sports Talk Christian and Chris Of course SGR This is New York Yankee Sports Talk Call me New York Yankee Sports Talk Record rain and shine Grab your shades and umbrellas N-Y-Y-S-T You're hanging with the fellas Welcome back. This is episode 356 of the NYYST podcast. We're live on NYY Underground. I'm your host, Christian, and it's SGR. What up? What's going on, brother? How you doing, Kat? Okay. Chris uh, is, okay. was supposed to join us, but he's MIA right now. Okay. Yeah, so hopefully, hopefully he can brother. pop on before we uh, wrap up here tonight. Okay. Yeah, uh, we're here. recording. It's Thursday night, 9 p.m. tomorrow starts uh game uh starts the world series the texas rangers and the arizona diamondbacks will be playing in the fall classic and uh excuse me by not being excited by that you're not excited for diamondbacks rangers world series dude just not a sexy matchup do you nah. think it's a, it's, it's you probably think the it's least sexy? sexy matchup and then if, if you think about it what i think they said the past how how many was it? Seven or eight, maybe more than that, have featured either the Astros or Dodgers. So as Yankee fans or baseball fans, you were kind of intrigued by either of those teams. The Dodgers. So the Astros the uh, did not uh, get back to the World Series. So all that talk of them being a dynasty and uh, that they were better I mean, that was that was so silly. That was just dumb talk from people that want to uh, ruffle the feathers of Yankee fans that they were they were better than the the uh the, yeah. the Yankee okay, dynasty like what are you talking about dog first people of were all still they, calling them a dynasty even after they lost this you know I got a lot of respect look obviously we all know what happened in 2017 but we all I have a lot of respect for that organization just on a on a baseball level dude you can't dismiss the fact that they got to seven straight league championship series no, that's awesome. I mean, that's that's an impressive accomplishment. Definitely. I mean, if the Yankees got to the LCS in back-to-back years, you'd be doing fucking cartwheels in the street right now. <laughs> Hell yeah. So, I mean, they went home up 3-2 and, and lost two straight because that was a series where the road team won all seven games. So it went 2-0, then 3-2, and then Texas took the last two there. And then in the other series, yeah. the Diamondbacks uh, went to Philly down three two, and they managed to win uh, win games uh, six and seven. And uh, look, you're an Eagles fan. I'm not. Obviously, I'm a Giant fan, so I I hate the Eagles, but I don't really hate Philadelphia. If that makes any sense, because okay. um, I don't. Root against the Phillies because we're Yankee fans, right? Yeah. So the Phillies don't really yeah. It's come not up. like the Eagles, Giants, same division. And I don't, I don't really watch hockey. I don't really watch basketball. I don't have a f- team that I root for. Yeah. I mean, I, I I like when the Rangers are good. I like when the Knicks are good. When the Nets are good, because then it, you know I'll watch it like later on in the winter if they're good. It it's better than not watching. You know, watching bad teams, right? But sure. I don't have that hatred towards the 76ers or like the Flyers because they're not rivals of a team that I root for. And obviously, you know, I'm a big Rocky guy, so I do have like a special little thing for Philly, right? Because that's where Rocky's from. Okay? Right, we'll right. Down Philly in two weeks to do the yeah, Rocky you know, run like, again. Okay. okay, yeah, we're going to do a Rocky run. So 
you know, as a as a New Yorker or a New York fan, like my only cross section is the Eagles and the Giants. So I just hate the Eagles because they're okay. Okay. a rival. I don't and they're really good. And they're really good. Okay. They've been they beat the shit out of the Giants like all the time now. So yes. Um so I don't really have that, you know, hatred. I it's I, I don't know, but like I guess I could say the same thing for like Boston, but like nothing else crosses my path. You know, the I'm I'm a I'm a giant fan, so New England's natural rival is the Jets, right? And okay. like I like I said, I don't root for hockey and basketball, but I fucking can't stand Boston. Right. Right. I can't say in Boston. So like when the but I'm an Eagles fan. But when it was the Giants Patriots Super Bowl, I was actually rooting for the Giants in those Super Bowls because I just would didn't want Boston to get any sort of satisfaction. You know, Yeah, I, I see what you're saying, but a, a lot of the times I would root for Tom Brady. I don't know why I always like Tom. I was yeah, but Tom in those. Brady. Yeah, no, I know I would I would I would. I would like seeing him win, but not against the Giants. I I was actually, was, I don't know. I I like to root for greatness unless it's up, of a of a team that I don't like, like Houston. I'm not yeah. rooting for Houston because fuck them, right? Right. No, that doesn't count. Houston doesn't count. But I I agree. I I like watching dynasties. So I was rooting for the Phillies to get back. I would have liked to. And plus, when you're going to spend the weekend in Philly, you like them to be as happy as possible because they're oh, fucking right. animals. Yeah, you would have been there for that, too. They're, that would have been nice. They're animals down there, you know? Yeah, I saw they were, like, greasing up the poles and shit, like, in the streets, just in case they won so people couldn't climb them. Although, yeah. no, I didn't see that. Didn't some guy fall through? I didn't. That's why, because it'll stop people from being able to climb up and then fall. Some guy fall like through like a bus stop last year or something in Philly. Yeah, like after when they got to the World Series, like they went and they went out on the streets and some guy climbed like a street lamp and then he like he he fell off like through like a bus terminal, like a bus Man. stop. Oh yeah, I do kind of remember that. Yeah, he crashed through a bus stop. <laughs> so I was rooting for the I was rooting for Phillies to get there. Plus, you know, big Bryce Harper guy, and it just didn't happen. And it's just like. Oh, it's like this this World Series. Like, I'm rooting for the Texas Rangers. I don't know how much I I was telling Pete this before we got on here. I got into these LCSs a lot more than normal than I thought I would normally because I think we've just been so disconnected from the Yankees. Like that whole like mourning period, and you need to decompress from the season is over it's been over for a long time mm-hmm. it, i mean that was pretty obvious since like at, at least I, I mean if you were holding out the mo if you were like one of these people holding out hope till the very end that was still like the first second week of september that you you could have put a fork in this team so that whole period was over so then you know if the, the these lcss were interesting it was easy to get into them so i was watching a lot of them i pretty much watched full games almost every night and yeah i don't know if i yeah, can I do that for the world yeah i i don't think i was going to ask you that if you would end up watching i will make a point to watch montgomery pitch i do i do want to see him go but i'm not going to be tuned in it'll be i think it's noise. i think it's gallon starting for the diamondbacks in game 1 and i know it's Evaldi for they'll, texas they'll win the world series if he can can turn that around. I think it's all going to come down to, to gallon. So I'm rooting for Texas for two reasons. Number one, I would love to see Monty get a ring. Obviously I always was a big fan of Monty when he was here. 
Uh, I would love to see him get a ring. And number two, I will never, 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 never root for the Arizona Diamondbacks. Never. I will say that again. Well, first of all, let me let me tell you guys something. If you're arguing with me, like, oh, you got to get over 2001. No, I don't have to get over it. Nope. Because here's why. And somebody was making this point. Well, why don't you hate the Marlins? Because why would I hate the Marlins? They just beat it. Losing in the World Series is different than what happened in 2001. First of all, 2001, 9-11, right? So obviously, mm-hmm. you know, you had that whole backdrop. And we live in North Jersey, dude. We're 10, we're 10 minutes from where it happened, you know? Right, right, right. So we 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 were in that, and the Yankees and Mets coming back took us away from, you know, was able to kind of get us yeah. get us out of that and think of other things. Obviously, this this was the World Series the Yankees were supposed to win. These are the first times we weren't the bad guys. Everybody's rooting for us, so you know, and maybe that wasn't a good thing. You know, maybe we, you know, it's always better when the Yankees are at heels and everybody hates us, but this is the one time everybody wanted the Yankees to win. They wanted the Yankees to win for New York. And number, so you got that all going on. And also this, that was the end of the dynasty. That was it. Yep. When, when Luis Gonzalez's ball hit the outfield grass, or it might not even hit the outfield grass. I don't even remember when it dropped. Yeah. It just went over the head of what Jeter. Right, because yeah, the infield was drawn. It's in. like PTSD. I have that image scarred in my head of then him going down the first baseline with his hands I, up. See, I because when they replay, I I can't look when they replay it on TV. I can't look, and I just and I just know like when that ball was hit, like I never saw it land. I just knew the game. You just knew the game was over at that point. So yeah. I just never really saw it land. But when that ball landed, that was the end of the Yankee dynasty. It was that they were going for four in a row too. Which well, yeah, nuts. exactly. The Yankees were going for four in a row, and then when that ball landed, that was the end of the dynasty. And that son of a bitch, Luis Gonzalez, that broken bat bullshit on a drawn-in yeah. infield off yeah. of Mariano Rivera, thinking that he did something in his life. No, I'll never. I'll never. They they no, got that one. That, I'm not. Dude. I'll never root for. I'll never root for them. So that, there you go. Trivia mm-hmm. question for you: Who is sure. the who is the highest paid player currently on the Arizona Diamondbacks? Who well, who are they paying the most? Right now? Yeah. Is it somebody not on the team? Is it Maybe. Zach Greinke? No, good guess. It's a pitcher, though. El Gato. Who'd you say you cut out? It's not Greinke. No, you it's not it Greinke. Not Greinke. Who could it be? Think of a clutch postseason performer. That kind of it's, oh, it's Madison Bumgarner. Yep, Madison Bumgarner is the highest paid Diamondback <laughs> in the fucking World Series. They only won two more games than the Yankees. Oh, we'll get into that in a second. Okay, uh, okay, 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 okay. Well, um, so somebody's a big prominent New York sports talk figure uh, said that he was going to retire. This was before game six of the uh, NLCS. He said he was going right. to retire if the uh, Diamond won the uh, NLCS. And then they came back and they won. So Chris Russo was actually on uh, the Howard Stern show after game, uh, the morning after game seven. And Russo uh, and Stern said to Russo, said, listen, like we all know you're not going to retire, but you got to pay this bet off. Absolutely. Like, like you can't like not do anything. You just can't pretend it didn't happen. So um, Howard Stern suggested that 
uh, he should he being Russo, Russo do something to his former partner. Talking Mike Francesa, of course. Yes. So I believe uh, back in the studio, Pete has um, a phone call that we were able to uh, get our hands on between uh, between Mike and, and Chris. If Pete can cue that up no for way. us. Right, yeah. Play, it. Play it, Pete. Is it gonna be a dry HJ? Okay. Will there be lotion involved? You got you got L'Oreal. Okay. You got Lubriderm. Okay. You got Aquaphor. Okay. You got Nivea. Okay, my man. Okay. Well, listen, Mike. It's gonna have to be a quick one. So whatever you usually work, whatever you usually do is what is is what we'd have to do, Mike. We'd have to. Just as as fast as possible. We, we want to get this stuff out of you, okay? Okay, so I, oh, so I do have to finish? Okay. okay. I'm just writing this down. So I have to finish. Okay. L'Oreal. Handjob. Okay. Uh, do, uh, we got to do this live? Now listen, Mike. Mike, whatever you feel comfortable with, we'll, we'll do. If you want to do it back at your place... Uh, if you want to do it on the set of uh, Hot Take, we'll, we'll do it there. We'll do it on High Heat Live, right there on MLB Network. We'll we'll do it even on Sirius XM. I think it's the way to do it, Mikey. It's it's the it's the best thing possible. There's no cameras in there. We'll just do it. We'll get it over with, and uh, we'll we'll call it a day there, Mike. How's that sound? Okay. Okay, sounds good to me. You know, Mike, I'm surprised how easy it was to convince you to do it. You didn't even question it. <laughs> wow. wow. So we got to be on the lookout for this then? Uh, we'll just be, I guess, yeah, if they're going to do it on the radio show, it'll be like an audio. The Interesting. Yeah, I know. I was surprised. I didn't think Mike, I really okay. didn't think Mike would be the okay. one that would go okay. for it. Okay. 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 <laughs> yeah, he was into it, man. Oh, <laughs> he definitely, how many okays at the end? Oh, okay. A lot, dude. It may be infinite. It might go on for a while. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Oh, okay, okay. All right. A couple of things we uh we, we want to get into here. Uh, not be too long tonight. Uh, but a couple of things we want to get into here. You did mention that the Arizona Diamondbacks won two more games than the Yankees did in the regular season. They won eighty four mm-hmm. games. The Yankees won eighty two games, and that is scary to me because. We all know Brian Cashman loves to say the playoffs are a crapshoot. Just get in and anything can happen. Well, you got an 84-win team in the in the World Series, and they, you know, the Yankees weren't far off from being an 84-win team. I mean, they, you could easily find that any two games and the Yankees could have been an 84-win team. Now, I don't think that would have been – I'm positive it wouldn't have been enough in the American League, but I'm sure Brian Cashman is looking at something like that, thinking that, like, oh. But, you know, that doesn't mean that – and I hate that phrase so much because it's such a loser mentality. The playoffs are a crapshoot. Yes, get hot, get in, get hot. Anything can happen. Dude, I'm a, I'm a fan of a team that that happened to twice in the last 20 years or however long it's been now. The Giants were not the best team in two, in 2007. We all know that. They played an undefeated team in the, in the, in the Super Bowl, but they got hot. 
and they won. And in 2011, they won nine games in the regular season, mm-hmm. but they got hot. It was seven and seven. They got hot. They got in. They won. So it can happen. But, mm-hmm. but you can also keep yourself in a better position to win the World Series. You can put yourself in a better position to kind of fend off a hot team by being better than them if you make the right moves. And that's the Yankees. This is a big offseason for the Yankees. Um, there's obviously conflicting reports out there now. Yesterday, Mart- Andy uh, Martino was like, the Yankees have already had trade discussions with San Diego. And then today, Heyman's like, no trade discussions have happened. So, and uh, you know, again, who's right, who's wrong? This is going to be... Uh, a winter full of this stuff and we're going to fall for every report source that comes season. out. Yeah. Well, sources, okay. we're going to fall for every report that comes out because this is what, I mean, this is what, it, this is what it is at this point. Right. Mm-hmm. We're, we're not, we're, it'd be different if the Yankees are coming off a world series or, or, or we trusted them to do the right thing, but there's not a lot of trust with this organization right now. No, not a lot of trust. And just going back on the crapshoot point, I mean, look, you get in, anything can happen. We've seen that a few times over the last couple of years. We saw it with the Nationals in uh, 2019. We're seeing it this year with the Diamondbacks. You saw it in football with the Giants. But who did the Giants face in both of those Super Bowls? The Patriots. And, and the Patriots were getting in every single year. So, yeah, look, there might be a team that, that does do that and surprises everyone but there's going to be those common characters every single year and this year yeah the 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 top dogs did fall short and we got we have a new a new set of teams in the world series but every single year we're seeing those same teams competing and then yeah maybe a crapshoot i don't like saying the entire playoffs is a crapshoot i'm i'm not opposed to the argument that the wild card round and the division series is kind of somewhat a crapshoot but once you get to those best of sevens, you're gonna need to to win, you know, four games. That's that's not really a crapshoot at that point. And you look at what the Diamondbacks did in Game Seven. Who came through for them the most in Game Seven? The, offensively, it was their Rookie of the Year. So it yeah, was Corbin. Yeah, it was Corbin. the guy. The guy that the, that is their star. He's their future star, and he came through when it mattered most. And that's what happens. What did Paul Seawalt do? He hasn't given up a run this entire postseason. When did they get Paul Seawald? At uh, the trade deadline. At the trade deadline, when you make those moves to get ready for a postseason run. So this isn't a crapshoot team. Maybe the regular season get, getting to this point, I don't know. But this is a team that has a good, a decent starting rotation and a great bullpen, a good, great closer, and and a young rookie superstar that is that stepped up when it mattered most in Game 7. The guy was empty. He was non-existent for most of that round. But I'll take a Carroll performance over a Castellanos performance ending on a high note rather than starting the way Castellanos did and then not getting a hit for that rest of that series after his uh, uh, first at-bat home run in Game what? 1. And so. Well, you made a great point there is that they acquired Paul Seawald trade deadline. So they prepped themselves for a playoff. And the guy didn't give up, hasn't given up a run. You're telling me if they didn't have Paul Seawald, the other guy, whoever would be closing games would have done that. I I highly doubt it. So that's not, that's not a crapshoot to me. That's a team making the right moves at the right time and getting ready for an October run. And that's exactly what the Diamondbacks have done. 
So yeah, and I, that's why. There, oh, there's always going to be a little element of luck involved. We all know that. I mean, we've experienced that. We've we've experienced that with the Yankees with some of the things that happened through their runs. But the, the Yankees, and I go back to this, they were just not prepared to compete this season and see them eliminate as many question marks as possible in the off season. And that's you know, and that starts with Juan Soto, man. I don't know. Again, you you want to believe. Who do you want to believe? I want to believe Vandy Martino because that means that the Yankees are being proactive right now, right? Right. But yeah, I hope he's the one that's got the good sources. Exactly. You know, so I heard there was another report coming out from somebody that's not involved with New York or San Diego said that uh, he wondered if Rizzo would be uh, – uh, involved in in this trade and i'm like i don't get it from san diego's point of view but if they want him and i love anthony rizzo uh you know i'll pack his i'll pack his yes. bags for him san diego does love their uh washed first basements they, they, think right, he, they got eric hosmer for a bit luke boyt was over there i'm pretty sure he was a padre at one point i think he came up with rizzo them. yeah maybe almost positive he was drafted by them. He wasn't drafted by Boston. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, I think he came up with. Boston. No, he he might have been drafted by the Red Sox, but his uh, 2011 he played for the San Diego Padres oh. before he was traded to the huh. Cubs. I knew that he was. Wow, didn't realize that. I think there is a Boston tie there. He might have been drafted by the Red Sox, but he I knew he played for yeah, San I Diego. Say he got drafted by the Red Sox. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I look that's not that's not going to stop me from making that deal because I saw some arguments being made that no, we can't give up Rizzo. He's a lefty bat. And look, I'm the biggest lefty proponent, but you could get another lefty. If that means getting Soto, I'll take Soto. Yeah. I mean, I I would think at that point the Yankees would probably just say to LeMayu, this is your position. Mm-hmm. I'm just surprised that he's if the, if that is true, that he's the name that would be uh, thrown around that they they want MLB proven talent and like Rizzo coming off an injury and like I I just I I figured Glaber Torres would be the name that you would hear in in those kinds of uh, discussions. Yeah, I mean I trade Glaber in a second, but then that means that you're significantly lowering the prospect package if you're trading Glaber Torres. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. gonna be inter- It's gonna be really interesting to see how this shakes out. Soto might not get moved at all. We don't know because, you know, there's a there's reports that they need to shed payroll. There's reports that they're not, then there's conflicting reports saying that they're not looking to rebuild. So what are they trying to do? And I don't think the Yankees can really offer them anybody maybe offensively that allows them to compete if they move Soto. Right? I mean, who could the Yankees offer the Padres? that would allow them to still compete at a certain level. And I don't think the Yankees have anybody. They're not going to trade Dominguez. I I would be stunned if they traded Anthony Volpe. Yeah, and those would be the two real names. Peraza, I think I would also say he, he could he could be a nice component for a team. But again, if they have Machado and they have yeah. Bogarts, like You're right. that left side of the infield no. there is is don't need him. Is is a is spoken for, you know? Right, for sure. So it's going to be interesting to see. And, you know, I don't want to knock Everson Pereira because I don't, he, we haven't seen enough of him, but he doesn't look like a star, you know? No. He didn't look like this point as of right now, unless, uh, you know, 
So that's that's a guy I would be definitely looking to move because I think he just has has that that failure written all over him for some reason. I don't know why. I don't want to be pessimistic about the guy. I hope I hope he has a great career. I'm not rooting against him, but mm-hmm. he's one of those guys that for some reason, like a not that he was super hyped, but you've heard his name for a few years now. You yeah. know. No, I, I I just don't know. I, I don't think he's – if that's the narrative, if they want MLB-ready talent, then that's – yeah, I, there's really nowhere else to turn. Oh, King? King and Glaber. King and Glaber. Yeah, there's King your, and Glaber. There's your trade. There's your trade yeah, right there. Yeah, take those two and call it a day. And maybe the Yankees can get bullpen help in return. You get Soto in a bullpen arm for King and Glaber and, and a couple of prospects, like lower lower level prospects. I think that's a good deal right there. I agree. I forgot to start that guy. Well, I know a lot of I know a lot of Yankee fans are worried about trading Michael King, but you can't let I I can't let Michael King stand in the way against Soto. Can't do it. You can't. I mean, King was awesome, though. I mean, when his last couple of months when he went into the rotation, you definitely saw something from him. But if you can get Juan Soto for King, then you got to do that. It's a no brainer. I don't know if the Yankees, what the Yankees' plans are for Glaber Torres. And that's another thing that they really need to figure out in this offseason. They need to make a commitment to him one way or the other. Commit to him past this year or cut ties and, and trade him. Mm-hmm. I've been I've been pretty adamant about that. I just can't go into a season here where he, he has a potential to sit there and put you over a barrel like Aaron Judge did. True. Uh or or have him walk out the door for nothing because the guy has value. He had a really good season this year. You can get something for him. Get something that you need to help you build a World Series uh caliber team. Yeah, and playing on a contract year would be interesting because there's kind of two sides to the coin. You can either have a year like Aaron Judge had, or you can have a year like uh, Luis Severino had. So it's a risk on his end too. But I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't. I don't think that they're really planning on signing him long term right now. If I just don't. I don't see them making that move right now. I think they'll wait until the last minute to to re-sign him and let it be a bidding war. Yeah, then then I don't think they're gonna bid. No, I don't think so either. I, I just I just don't see him in their future plans. No, that's just a it's just a smarter Yankees thing to do then is to let him walk out and get nothing for yeah. him when you could have traded him for two three years now, and and gotten useful pieces back for him. Smarter Yankees. Uh, no, there's and again back to Juan Soto, man. There's no argument that anybody can make to me that will make me. Pause and be like, maybe we shouldn't. No, because Juan Soto is the guy, man. Like, this guy is going to be 25 years old next year. He hasn't even hit his physical prime. And I get it. And fans are, and the fans against it are like, well, he's a rental. Okay. But you got to go for it at some point. And who else is out there? What other player can you acquire? You would that you would really feel differently about the outlook of this team going forward, uh, at least in 2024. Let's say he doesn't want to sign an extension and he goes into free agency at the end of the year. For next year, what? It, name me one player that the Yankees could acquire that could significantly change the fortune of the, of the team. If he's out there, we don't really know about him too much quite yet. 
And I can't, and I know a lot of people want to counter, why don't you get Otani? I don't want Otani, man. And it's for, it's not even because of the whole rules that he had coming over here. And I think he's, and I do think he's a huge diva. And I don't think that he would really flourish well here in New York being a Yankee. But the guy's coming off the second Tommy John surgery. You're going to have to pay him, what, half a billion dollars? And he's not even going to do the one one of the things that makes him special, and he's mm-hmm. another DH. He can't play the field. No, and I'm just the, I'm, I'm looking at the future MLB uh, the free agents in t- like two years from now, and it, there's nothing out there. I mean, what are you going to pay fifty million dollars a year to a DH? Essentially, right. hey, and you I, would, again those smarter Yankees because they've done it for over a decade now. I can't see the Yankees going. I can't see the Yankees being serious for Otani. And I think that the two moves that the Yankees have to make in the offseason, and they have to do it by any means necessary, they have to, Yamamoto and Soto, man. If Soto's getting moved, he has to Yama be Soto. Yamasoto right there. Bang. What I want. If Soto is available and he gets traded, he has to be traded to the Yankees. It's just a, there's it would be a colossal failure because I guarantee you I'll bet you any amount of money that if he gets traded and it's not to the Yankees you're gonna look at that return and say you mean to tell me the Yankees couldn't beat or or match this right yeah that's, because they're, that's the key there because I guarantee you nobody's trading their Jason Dominguez or their Volpe if he gets moved so you can't use that excuse. For that's the reason why the Yankees didn't get him because all oh, they would have to give up Dominguez. Because I guarantee you, if he gets moved, you're going to look at that return and be like, "Oh, the Yankees could absolutely beat this." Absolutely. We do have a super chat from A Becker member. He's a part of the real. They're part of the real fan package. A member for eight months. Thank okay, you. Okay, he's a real fan. Okay. And they say you can't make any Soto trade without an extension. Yeah, I'm in an ideal world. Yes, you are. You're gonna, you're gonna pay the price to get him in terms of uh the trade capital. You mm-hmm. want him, you want him locked up long term. But I, I can't, I can't let that be a deciding factor. If his people, I know he's a Boris guy, says no extension, I can't let that stop me from trading for him. No, because it's just, it just we have to get back into the mode, the mode of winning now. We can't have one foot in the water of win now mode and then another prospect hugging it's you have to kind of pick one body of water and fucking lay in it dude and that's that's kind of been the problem these last couple of years is that identity the yankees don't know what kind of team they want to be or that's how it's kind of perceived and you you get juan soto then it's clear what you're going for if juan soto bucks off for four uh, hits 400 and, and cracks four home runs in a world series next year and the yankees are Riding down the canyon of heroes, and then he goes out to, I don't know, uh, pick. He goes to the San Francisco Giants on a six hundred million dollar contract, but you had to trade four top twenty guys. Do you care? No, no, because look at the list, man. Look at look at our top prospects of the last decade. Remember that video they made the scouting department? They were talking up guys like, uh, who was it? Austin Romine. Chance Adams, all these guys, like they were talking them up, like they're going to be the second coming. And it just, it doesn't, it just doesn't really work 
so often like that. I mean, who 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 have you said? Who's the really the only guy that has panned out for this Aaron team? Judge. Aaron Judge. That's it. So it's not as great as it looks on paper, as great as it is to have the top 100 prospect list and to have the most players on that list. It's just it's, the game changes when you get major league level. And some of these guys just handle handle it and they just can't handle new york it, that's how it's been you, ha- you have to kind of assume at this point that that's how it's going to play out for the most part and every once in a while you'll you'll catch one. but it's not worth holding on for the yankees are a team of such a high payroll and they are they need to be a win now team that's just how they constructed yeah this is such a uh, they they definitely they have to be a win now team and and if the extension is not going to happen, you still have to. It still is a no-brainer to make the move, in my opinion. You have to take the risk. The Yankees are not. The Yankees are not taking risks right now, and I think that's part of the reason why they're not successful is because they're not going for it. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, yes, they gave Garrett Cole a fucking truckload of money, but that was a safe move. That was not a risk signing Garrett Cole. I mean, no. Go ahead. Anytime that you hand out that type of money, things can happen and then it becomes a bad investment. But I think everybody knew that that was a good investment. I think everybody knew that that was a safe move, no matter how much you paid him to bring him in here. Right. Yeah. Trading for Juan Soto, giving up four prospects or Michael King and three prospects, whatever it would cost, and then not having him secured. Um, not having him secured past this year is a huge risk. And it's mm-hmm. one the Yankees have to take. They have to take it, man. There's no, you know, there's no more like, oh, uh, we'll wait. There's no more wait and see, man, because like 2009 is so far gone now and you're getting further and further away every single year that the Yankees now need to change the way they think about things. I don't think be stupid but and this is a good risk to take if you can't get a contract extension on him because you know you need another superstar you know you need left-handed power this guy gets this guy gets on base not at a good clip at a great clip he is a 420 career on base percentage Swan Soto I mean put him in the lineup with Aaron Judge at this a while ago. The only question the Yankees need to ask themselves about Juan Soto is if he bats second or third, and if that means a judge is second or third. Right. Because the only the order of where those two are in the lineup is the only question they, they should be asking themselves, whether he goes Soto's first or judges first in turn. Because it's such a no-brainer that you need somebody else in that lineup that opposing hitter, uh, opposing pitchers fear. There's nobody. Yeah. Nope. Posing managers fear too. So they're making different, they're going to different guys that, you know, at those, in those moments talked about going for it too. Like with Garrett Cole, it didn't necessarily feel like they were going for it when they got Garrett Cole. It felt like, man, we just got it. We just got the top dog of of the off season, which was great in 09. What they did in 09, that was going for it. When they, when they brought in CC Tex and AJ Burnett, and they had that press presser with all three of them. Don't forget that they traded for Nick Swisher too, which was an Swisher-ish. important. 
No, they made four key additions in the offseason in 2009. That... Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, that, that's they, going for it. You need, not saying you need to get four guys, but Yamasoto is, is, we're, we, you heard it here first. Okay. When people start saying mm-hmm. it, you heard it here first. Yep. Yamasoto <laughs> needs to happen. It Yama, does. We need Yamasoto. Now, there was reports coming out of San Francisco earlier this week that they won't be outbid for Yamamoto. Well, you're Hal Steinbrenner. Outbid him. Yeah, you didn't just fly, like we did last year. You didn't fly across the friggin' world to watch this guy pitch to have somebody else outbid you. I don't know. The Cardinals going to make a push as well. Those guys were over. Whatever. You know, you mean to tell me that if the Yankees got into a pissing contest with the Cardinals, they 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 would lose? That would be embarrassing. Oh, they're both losers as they sit at home and watching Jordan Montgomery take the ball in game two. And and Adoles Garcia, another uh, former Cardinal. Oh. Uh, speaking of former Cardinals, you know Tino Martinez was a former Cardinal. Right? I did know that. I bring that up is because uh, – Earlier this week, Sean Casey announced on his podcast that he will not be returning as the uh, hitting coach for the Yankees, which uh, I, I sounded like it was a personal decision. Maybe something's going on with his family, so you hope everything's yeah. okay. He talked about it on his podcast. He kind of just wants to go back to what he was doing and being home with his kids that are growing up. I think one was like 17, one was a little younger. He just wants, I think, just spend time with his family. Just good, you know. You always want to spend time with the kids, okay? Because you know that time you never. It's time you never get back. Yeah. Um, I would have liked to have seen Casey come back. I think that he did. You know, the Yankees on base percentage was uh, a lot higher with him than it was with Matt. Uh, I want to call him fucking all the time. Who what? I call him. I don't know why. I always call him Matt Dillon. Dillon Lawson. You're just a big Matt Dillon fan, dude. You're fucking. I'm, I'm a Matt Dillon. I'm a Matt Dillon guy. Okay. Yeah, he's not bad. Do you know I read that book three times. Damn, dude, who wrote it? I see Hinton. Yeah, I see Hinton. I knew that. I love the. Did outside. you read the sequel? No, I didn't know. Honestly, I didn't know there was a sequel. I I don't even know if it's a sequel. It's just like I don't I I don't I don't even know. But I think it takes place in the same fucking world or some shit. I think there's some gotta characters s- that come back. I don't know. Gotta say the movie extremely disappointing. I love the movie, but I never really sat down and read the book. So I guess it didn't trans- translate too well. Oh, and then I read the books. I just don't remember. I think I saw the movie first. And then I saw it a long time ago. And then recently I was like, well, you know, look at all the, look at all these people in this movie, right? All the big name actors. Big I, was time, like, dude. I was like, maybe I'll have a better appreciation for it because now I have a better appreciation for the actors in this movie. Still mm-hmm. didn't like it. Damn, dude, you got the Karate Kid in there, Mighty Ducks head coach, Tom Cruise, Patrick Swayze, Swayze, uh, it, Dylan, Crazy Swayze. But anyway, um, Thomas Howell. No, huh? Back, back on point here. Uh, so the Yankees need a new hitting instructor, right? Dang. And I would. And again, this is not an original thought, but Pete brought it. Pete tweeted it, and I I love it. I love the idea of Tino Martinez being the hitting instructor for this team. I wouldn't hate it, and he has experience. I think right, and I think he was on. Was he with the Marlins at all? When G? Yeah, he was. He was. 
So, I mean, that's, that's cool. And he has winning experience. He's part of that dynasty. So I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be opposed to that. I, I, I also don't really care who they get. I think that this problem is bigger than whoever they bring in. And I agree with that, but I don't, and if Chris was here, he would have said the same thing, but I don't yeah, want to, I don't I really want at the end of the day. Yeah, I don't, okay. I don't, because that, that's such, I don't want to say it's a cop out answer, but it's the answer that we all know. So like, I want to just discuss something without, like, nothing's going to change. We get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. Sure. Huh? So then who is the guy then that, can bring the most out of these players. What is Tino Martinez going to do? That's going to bring the most out of the players. Well, the reason why I love, I love the idea of Tino Martinez so much because it checks a lot of, it, it pretty much checks all the boxes for me. Number one, he has major league experience and it's not like he had a cup of call. He was a very good major league baseball player. So he can, and he, he thrives in, you know, big moments, you know, so he can sit there and speak to these guys about mm-hmm. how to, in experience, based on experience, right? And I think that's important, you know? And again, I, I, I'm somebody that praises Matt Blake, and we, I know Matt Blake didn't pitch uh, at the major league level, but still, I, for this, like, I can't have two of those guys. One, yeah. one is fine, not two. Also, I think the Yankees need to tap into their past a little bit here and bringing in somebody from that dynasty, putting them on the coaching staff is not only going to, you know, bring a winning culture back around, you know, there's no, as we love all these, you know, some of these guys like Garrett Cole and Aaron judge, but they're not. And I don't mean this like that. They suck and they're losers, but they're not winners. They haven't won anything. Mm-mm. So I would love to see somebody around them that every day that has won and, and can speak to what it means and to be a winner and be a champion in New York. And I, I don't think he's a, he's a, he's a going to be handing out cupcakes and juice boxes with Aaron Boone. I think he's going to be a little bit tougher oh, and, and be, you know, and be, be more hard nosed type of guy. And, and, you know, again, what's that going to mean if Boone is a, is a softy? Well, you know, one of the things we've been hearing, and I was hoping that Hal Steinbrenner would have had his year end press conference already because I think it was Saturday or Sunday. I read Bob Klappish's article and he said that Steinbrenner was a, expected to speak soon it could have been this week or he might wait till the end of the world series well obviously now it looks like he's going to wait to the end of the world series so because mm-hmm. i wanted to sit here and discuss what uh he had to say but one of the things that was coming out is from those meetings that they had a few weeks ago is that how wants boone to be tougher right so, so then maybe you bring in tino Maybe you bring in, maybe Tino not as the hitting. Maybe if you want an enforcer in there, you get Boone, a guy like Martinez or somebody of that ilk to be his bench coach. And well, let him. Let's, let's think about this for a second. Cause Tino is not a softy. If you, I'm looking up his coaching career here. Do you remember why? Cause he was the, actually, he was the Miami Marlins. He was named the hitting coach for the Miami Marlins in 2013 into a fight with somebody right yes he got he got uh, in a physical altercation with Derek Dietrich several months before he resigned um and it was reported to include verbal attacks that's fine because Justin Ruggiano and Chris Valeca remember Joe Girardi chokes a a player while he was managing Florida and then we still signed him and we won a world series with him sure 
So I fuck have to it. revisit that. And then in 2023, Martinez returned. He's now in the Cape Cod Baseball League as an assistant coach of the Harbor Hawks. I'm sure if the Yankees called him, he'd uh, be like, peace out, Cape Cod. Yeah. See ya. See ya. But yeah, I know I'm, one like, of... I'm not opposed to it for sure. He's got the coaching experience too, which I like. And I know, uh, I think Pete and some other people also mentioned a guy like having Nick Swisher around. I, I love, don't get me wrong, I love Swisher, but not for this team. Not for this team. Yeah, I could see him being too almost too much. You know, I think if he can come at it at a, and that's kind of, you don't want him to not be himself because like that's the person you would want to be here. But I could see that just being too much. I also, if you want to talk about former players like Paul O'Neill, I think he would be too old school and wouldn't click well with this team. So he's kind of not in the running for me. I know that's always a name that pops up. O'Neill, David Cohn for pitching coach he, always pops I don't up. No, but because he's been around the team a lot being an animal, they just let him out of the basement this year. That's true. Why, he, he, hasn't he, was, been. he was locked up for three years. Yeah, so that's something then to consider. But maybe he too, was around, he but he's players. been around for a while around the players. So yeah. maybe they, they do have a relationship with him a little bit. Yeah, for sure. That's true. I would like to know more about that. See, see what the, I don't know if he would like. want to give up his cushy lifestyle that he has. Right. Yeah, that's a, to, he's got a good gig back, there. I mean, to, he had an be even better gig fucking doing. He's calling Yankee games from his basement. That's awesome. That's right up there with backup quarterback as one of the best jobs to have. Right. I can't see because if Boone, all right, if they want Boone to be tougher, right? Is that his personality? Is that who he is? Right, and that's the thing with Swisher. It's like you don't want to. You want Swisher if he's coming in to be who he is, and you, you don't want Boone to be this fake persona. I don't want exactly. I want him to be who he. If he's going to be the manager, Although, I want him to be who he is. I do feel like he is pretty fake, at least to the media and publicly. I, I don't really he, get a genuineness from him because I think he's lying because he's told to lie. Yeah, he's very political, and I was watching old interviews of it. I don't know. So one of his old interviews was circulating from when he was still a player. And it just is exactly how he talks today. Very political, politically correct. That politician type of, uh, you know, well, he played in Washington. Okay. Yeah. We are going to start banging. So again, like, because the players are going to smell through that bullshit. Like he's been here since mm -hmm. 2018 and all of a sudden he's going to be fucking, uh, the big boss man coming around with his nightstick. If uh, you don't do what you're supposed to do. Oh, someone just suggested Brett Gardner to come on down. You know, I would like to do that. Pretty, that'd be pretty cool. I'd I, I work pretty dang hard. Got Edgar Martinez, Curtis Granderson, the suggestion in the chat. Edgar, no. Curtis, no. Uh, and, and because they're 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 not. Edgar's not tied to this organization. Yeah, Why I want a Yankee tie. And Curtis is not a win wasn't a winner here. I would like to see somebody that was a winner here. You know whose name I'm gonna throw in? Maybe not necessarily a winner here, but I I do um like some of the things he said about like pitch tipping and stuff is um Carlos Beltran. Oh, okay. I wouldn't be opposed to that. Um, you know, it's it honestly I feel bad for him because he's the only one that got punished for 2017. Yeah, and that's really the truth. I mean, you're seeing articles now uh that are are kind of glorifying Jose Altuve that he's like this perfect uh perfect role model and and ideal uh spokesman for baseball and I was like, dude, he, he's fucking ahead of the biggest cheating scandal since fucking 1919. Jeff Passan had an article and he's like, yeah, well, it's Passan. And it's like, but he's like 
he's so beloved in Houston, but hated everywhere else. I'm like, do you not get what, what happened? Do you, wasn't passing one of the biggest guys behind breaking the or was it somebody else? Like, maybe I'm getting confused with somebody um, else, but I feel I feel sure. like he was he was really like behind breaking that. Yeah, I want to say he played a part in that. Uh, he that, was no, I think it was the athletic, right? Was he with the athletic? Is now? I don't know if uh, he was he is now. I or feel was like he? Was he the no, he was that broke it. Maybe he was then, and then it was. I don't. Who cares? Yeah, I really spending too much time on Jeff passing here. Yeah, anyway, for but, sure. But Jose Altuve is the face of a franchise that cheated their way to winning a World Series. There's no, there's no other way that you can try to uh, dispute that. That's exactly what happened. They cheated. He's the franchise player. So what do you think the 29 other fan bases are going to think about this guy? Right. I don't take anything away from him. He's a great player. He's and he's clutch yeah. as hell. I, I enjoy watching him. I, I don't like him, but he's he comes through when it matters most. And uh, Ken Rosenthal, this is a I mean, you guys not understand like I immediately like he said that. Right, this was before Game Seven. He said that, and since tw- since 2018, Houston's OPS at home has gone down every year. Well, why the fuck do you think that happened? <laughs> mm. Mm. Interesting stat. Just magically decided. Just magically stopped. Uh, started to go down at home after 2017. Mm. Tyler Talbot in the chat saying Ken Rosenthal was the one that broke it back then. Just to put it- it's possible. I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, okay. Okay. We got more suggestions in the chat. We had a rod for pitching coach. We have Reggie Jackson. Uh, first of all, the Yankees, the Yankees Spies. will never do yeah, them. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I, I think Reg. First of all, Reggie's too old. Yeah, uh, I, I, I want a fresher face. Fresher face. Somebody you know connected to at least the Winner. last last. Uh, or maybe not even 09, but like that, you know, somebody has played in the last 20. Yeah. No, oh. it'll be interesting. Yeah. I mean, ultimately, it's, I mean, what kind of impact is it going to have on a team? Probably a very minimal one. But I think that if you put another cupcake in there, it's just mm-hmm. going to further everybody's angst that nothing's going to change, you know? You know who else I wouldn't hate? Not a Yankee affiliate, but Barry Bombs. I wouldn't mind throwing his name in the hat. Didn't he get? Didn't he go back and start working for the Giants again? Um, maybe. Some... But I all I know is that he was re- largely responsible, I believe, for Christian Yelich's kind of uprising. He he really worked on uh, with him. To go back to your suggestion about Guardy, I would. I would talk to Guardy about if he wanted to manage a minor league team and start grooming yeah. and start grooming him. I fucking would love that, dude. That's a great idea. I think he could he would be a good fit uh as a coach. See what happens. If it start if it works out, I mean, then maybe you have a manager in, in a couple of years. I mean, obviously not Boone. Rod, <laughs> Rod. Uh, yeah. But. Um well, I'm look. I'm looking up some reports on Barry Bonds. Apparently, he was a real pain in the ass, according to uh, the ex-president of the Marlins. So, what a shocker! Yeah, yeah, very shocker that Barry Bonds. That came out a couple days ago. That that piece. Oh no, that never mind. That was fucking three years, two years ago. 
So, you know, the Yankees have things that they need to to accomplish this offseason. I mean, obviously, uh, hitting coaches like at the, at the like the very bottom of the list, but uh, I still think it's an important hire. I mean, the Yankees cannot – Yankees can't just go in there and stick some doofus in there like Dylan Lawson or stick somebody that, yeah. that has a reputation for being a pushover. Like – I mean, we're, I think, again, I think maybe we're making too much of the hitting coach, but I think based off of what we want out of this team, that to have a little somebody with a little fucking sack on this on this coaching staff wouldn't be a bad thing. Yeah, I th- I think so, and you do you can you can see them at least leaning in the same direction as they did with the hire of Sean Casey because you kind of felt like they were stepping a little bit away from the analytic approach in that sense because they wanted they wanted to bring him back right. They wanted to bring Casey back. He said uh, that there was no offer made, but he was under the impression that if he yeah. wanted to come back, he could have. Yeah. So maybe that, and with that in mind, that they're going to continue to go with that mindset. We do have a super chat. It's kind of off topic a bit. We're going back to uh, Montgomery a bit from our boy Ra. All right. Yeah. This is this is for you, Christian. Ra Ra is asking Christian before the Monty trade was made. Were you totally fine with the Yankees keeping Monty? Or keeping him for these last two years? Mm-hmm. He's like Monty. I would have been certainly okay with them keeping him these next two years again. I'm a, I've always been a big Monty guy, man. For what Monty mm-hmm. did, he was the. I mean, if you're sticking Mont- Jordan Montgomery at the back end of your rotation, I mean, it's hard. You're going to be hard pressed to find guys better than him. I mean, now obviously he's stepping up and he's pitching big games, pitching game one in the ALCS, showing that he's maybe a little bit more than that. But for the role that he wasn't at the Yankees, man, I mean, the Monty special six run, uh, six innings, two runs. Bam! You could you could write that shit in blood. He wouldn't be far off it. Right. Maybe five and a third, three runs. Maybe he'd give you like six and a third, two runs. But like that was pretty much it. Monty hit that number like almost every single time, man. Like Monty was reliable. Monty was, a, you know, I always, I always got a lot of time for Jordan Montgomery, man. That's why I'm rooting for uh, the, the Rangers to get this this ring here so Monty can have one. Yeah, I'm I'm rooting for Monty. Got all the former uh, Yankees in the rotation there. You got Monty, Evaldi, Heaney, Chap to close it out and blow it. Yeah, I mean, Jesus. They're all over the place. Texas was at least smart enough to not make him the closer. This way they can rebound from his, yeah. his bullshit. But like, yeah. you know, I've been watching, you know, you watching some of these these games and he's still giving up big hits and big spots and maybe they're not blowing up because uh, they have somebody behind them to to not allow that to happen. But he, he's, I still would not try. Oh, God, I could never Never trust to roll this Chapman with a, with the game on the line. No thanks. So the off season hasn't officially begun yet because we're uh, we're at the beginning of the World Series here tomorrow night is Game One. It's Diamondbacks and Texas Rangers. Uh, but soon enough, man, the the moves will be starting, and the Yankees have to be at the forefront making the biggest moves. I mean, to compare. To 09, what would that be? Bellinger and Yamasoto? Would that would would that be an 09 type of haul right there? That would be the 09 haul. Belly plus Yamasoto equals going for it. Yeah, I mean, so we'll see what happens. 
the Yankees can't sit on their hands this offseason. That's that's uh, I think something that we all agree on. Uh, they have to be big time players in the trade market, big time players in free agency. This team was just not, and I go back, they were not prepared to compete this year. Whether or not they win in 2024, I need to know that they were prepared to compete. And I don't feel like they were last year. So yeah. that's that's going to be a big thing in, in the offseason is the Yankees showing you that they're prepared to compete. Compared to compete, go into that crapshoot the way they they call it. Go into the crapshoot fully loaded. Oh, if you're still uh, if you're still in the chat here, we want to thank you for spending your Thursday night with us. I know we were delayed a little bit, unfortunately. Chris uh, wasn't able to join us, but uh, want to thank you still for being in the chat. And if you haven't done so already, like the video, subscribe to NYYU on YouTube. Okay, join the movement, the underground. Okay, as the kids say, the underground. Okay, let's go underground. Okay. It's gonna have to go underground after Mad Dog pays his bet off. Right. Oh, oh, okay. Got Nivier. Okay, Nivier for men. Okay. And uh, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, please let us a five star rating and review there. We want to thank everybody for their continued support of NYYU and NYYST. We want to thank everybody for listening and watching episode three fifty six. SGR, say oh, goodbye. Yanks. <laughs> Can't make a promise, but I do my best. 25 sitting on 25 racks. Just got started, no, we ain't done yet. Bought a new crib, it's a goddamn flex. Sign that check. Told him last year that I've been up next. Can't take calls, but I send that text. 